Are you ready to change your life for the better? Welcome to Mind Body Budget. I'm your host, Maddie Rose, and I'm here once again to give you realistic tips for your personal growth. The key to improving is to take small, manageable steps that slowly bring you closer to your ideal self. We can all improve, and I'm excited to help with my little toolbox of tips that I've collected from trial and error. Is it just me, or is time flying by right now? I'm sure that comes with the busier time of the year. I've been staying occupied with fall activities, cooking, reading, and recording this podcast for you wonderful people. It feels like I blinked and now 2023 only has a teensy tiny amount left before we enter a new year, which means that I have a lot of goals I'm trying to accomplish before the year ends. And speaking of the new year, what better way to prepare than to talk about goal setting before we get there? So this week, I've got a goal setting guide for the girlies. Or anyone really, but I think the girlies will appreciate these tips. So let's get into it. As you may know, I've worked in finance the last few years, and I read a lot of self-help books. I'm always looking to learn more about self-improvement and to incorporate that knowledge so I can be a better, happier version of me. Everybody should have access to resources on self-development. Goal setting is a large aspect of improvement. It's how you can hold yourself accountable for what you want to achieve and how you can measure your improvement over time. Personally, I'm a big planner, calendar, and lists person. I like organization and writing my goals down so I can track my progress on reaching my goals throughout the year. I'm hoping some of the goal setting techniques I've been using over the years are helpful for you guys. I'm sure we are all familiar with SMART, SMART goals. So the five components of SMART goals are as follows, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. I seem to remember going through those goal setting steps in some type of schooling at some point, but that method of analyzing goal setting can be a bit boring and overdone. I didn't want to explain something in depth that you've already heard be described in a dry, uninspiring way, but I will cover those basics and get into my goal setting tips. So why do we set goals to begin with? Let's say you want to try cooking a new meal. If you've never made this meal before, would you go to your kitchen and start putting random ingredients in a bowl? Or would you find a recipe or instructions on how to cook your meal? Most of us when trying something new would use a recipe to help us get to the end result. Much like you want a recipe for cooking, you also probably want a guide for everyday life. We don't want to live our days aimlessly completing tasks without goals in mind to keep us motivated. We set goals to improve, to get closer to our ideal self, and to accomplish things we are proud of. Goals are our compass, or our north star. Then having detailed plans is the vehicle that takes us where we want to go. It's crucial to set goals for yourself to create a bigger picture of why you do what you do, It can be difficult to live day to day if you don't have a why behind what you're doing. So yes, you will want to reflect on a specific goal that you'd like to reach. When setting a goal, you want to be sure there is a clear way to measure if said goal was achieved or not. You also want to be sure to set goals that are realistically achievable for yourself. They should also be relevant to your life and what you genuinely want. Lastly, there should be a time frame in which you are aiming to reach your goal. Now that the smart basics are out there, I'm going to tell you guys how I set my goals. I'm not saying this is the right way to set goals, I'm just saying this is how I've been doing it. 
Every year I set 12 goals for myself to complete throughout the year. The goals I set for myself are obviously shorter term as I intend to reach them within one year or less of setting them. So I could benefit from exploring longer term goals and I'm starting to reflect on what that would look like for me. Truthfully, it's difficult for me to see farther than a year out. I change my mind pretty frequently and I'm still figuring out what I want long term. And as always, it's okay to not have everything figured out. But at the end of every year, I set 12 goals before the new year starts. I've been doing this for several years at this point, and I have goals that span across different categories like financial, health, cooking, or travel. Some goals are more fun to achieve than others, but I try to do a healthy mix of fun bucket list items and challenging personal growth goals. Sometimes I add a bucket list item as a goal to be sure it's completed at some point. I know a lot of us have bucket list items that we fantasize about and say we'll do, But life has a way of being busy and moving fast, so these bucket list items get forgotten and brushed aside, so they never actually happen. And I want you to check those items off your bucket list. It's time to get specific about what you want to accomplish and create a detailed plan to get there. Here are a few examples of goals I've set in the past to help you brainstorm what goals you might want to set. For example, go skydiving. I don't know if I'll do it again, but I did it. Climb a mountain, a 14er specifically. Save X amount of money in a high-yield savings account. Increase the amount I'm saving for retirement by X percent. Cook one new meal a month. Travel internationally. Volunteer X amount of hours a month. Or declutter my iPhone, and by that I mean delete apps I don't need, go through my pictures and messages, and delete a bunch until I free up storage because I'm constantly running out. Now that you have some ideas for what to set as your goals, the first thing you should do when setting your goals is write them down. I promise you will not remember your goals for the year or the next few years or whatever if you do not write them down. Visibly having them written down is committing yourself to these aspirations. I like to use colored pencils and markers to make a pretty and colorful list of my goals, Pinterest girly style. It makes it more enjoyable and make sure to add a little box at the end of the column that you can check off when the goal is completed. One of my favorite parts of goal lists or to-do lists is checking off the little box after the goal is done. And once you have them written down, you can refer back to them periodically to check if you are on track to meet your goals. I like to review my yearly goals monthly, especially because some of my goals require me to actively work on them throughout the year. For example, I cook one new meal every month that I haven't tried making before. My cooking skills have improved miraculously in the last few years by pushing myself to do this but this requires me to track the goal monthly, and if I miss it, I'm making two new meals the next month to be sure I'm developing those cooking skills. From someone who used to consider minute rice and soy sauce a home-cooked meal, this is personal growth at its finest. But you'll want to be sure to check in on your goals to see how they're coming along. Recently, I like to stare at my goals list and start to panic because it's almost the end of the year and I still have a handful of goals that I'm working on completing. I believe in myself to reach most of my goals. I usually don't reach every single one, but I'll get close. And if I don't reach a goal within the year, I'll reevaluate if I want to add that to my next year's goals list, or if I simply want to abandon that goal. You'll realize what's important to you based on how hard you're willing to work to reach a goal. But I'm here to tell you, hold yourself accountable for your actions, but don't be too hard on yourself when a goal is not reached. It's normal to be disappointed if it doesn't happen, After that, it's up to you to determine if you want to dust yourself off and try again or let it go and reach for something else. Now for story time about when I set a goal for myself and failed, but got right back up the next year and tried again. 
One of my goals for 2020 was to climb a mountain. I'm an athletic person and I take hikes here and there, but I can tell you my mountain climbing experience is limited to none. So I went out on a road trip with a friend to Colorado and I insisted on the way back that we camp at the base of the mountain, Quandary Peak to be specific, and I wanted to climb the mountain when we woke up. Well, let me tell you that altitude is no joke for us Midwesterners who are not used to being on mountains. Before camping on the base of the mountain, we were staying in the city, so immediately climbing the next morning after arriving did not give my body ample time to adjust to the elevation. So I ended up getting horrible elevation sickness. In the middle of the night at 2 or 3 a.m., I woke up disoriented in our tent and I was nauseous, throwing up, and I felt like I couldn't breathe. I was eventually stumbling through the forest to get to the car, and I had a Snow White in the haunted forest moment. The trees looked like monsters and the branches looked like arms and hands grabbing me. Zero out of 10 would not do again. That was a pretty bad experience. And I have anxiety, which heightened my sickness and fear at that moment. Needless to say, we descended the mountain and I was unable to climb or reach my goal. However, climbing a mountain was something I didn't want to give up, even after a massive failure like that. The next year in 2021, I took it upon myself to drive to Colorado alone. I booked an Airbnb in the mountains to allow my body to adjust to the acclimation prior to climbing. I even went to my doctor for altitude sickness medication in case I encountered any issues like that again while I was there, and I successfully climbed a 14er Mount Beerstead. Yay! It was not easy, and I don't know if I will try to climb a mountain again, but it felt incredible to finally accomplish that goal after I didn't reach it the first time. It's a valuable lesson to learn that you won't always reach your goals on the first try, and that's okay. Failures are learning experiences, and you can bring that knowledge with you onto the next try. Luckily, I went into my second mountain climbing attempt more prepared and educated about the effects of sudden high altitude on the body. In the cases that you don't reach your goals, make sure to give yourself some grace. You should be proud of yourself for setting goals in the first place and for the progress you've made along the way. It's okay to change or get rid of a goal if you realize it's too difficult, too expensive, won't bring you joy, or isn't realistic. Sometimes we set goals that are simply too difficult to measure or aren't attainable, which is why we should listen when they tell us to set SMART goals. But sometimes it's not always clear if a goal is a SMART goal until you try to reach it. And sometimes our goals don't fit into our life as it changes. The only thing we can rely on is that things will constantly change. But the last thing I want to encourage the girlies to do is to treat yourself when you reach a goal. These milestones are important and you deserve to be rewarded for working at something difficult. Some goals are rewarding within themselves, like traveling somewhere new or doing something exciting like skydiving, which gives you an adrenaline rush. But treating yourself for the goals that aren't so fun, like saving or investing a certain amount, paying off debt, or goals that align with your fitness, goals that we know are good for us, these goals tend to be a little less fun while we're reaching them. And that's why it's important to be sure to give yourself a pat on the back. Yes, they are rewarding in the long run, but try to think of ways to say thank you to yourself. This can be a nice dinner, a new book, getting your nails or lashes done, giving yourself a night to relax, light some candles and let go of your responsibilities, maybe crack open a bottle of wine or do a spa day at home. Maybe you can even binge your favorite Netflix show. Rewarding yourself makes it more likely that you'll continue with your goals. Not to mention, rewarding yourself and prioritizing your wellness is important so that you can avoid burnout and you can stay energized. But be warned that it's advisable to reward yourself with treats that won't directly contradict your goal that you reached. 
For example, if you have a goal to save $1,000, maybe don't go and spend a lot of money to celebrate. So as a summary of our goals guide, one, make sure your goals are SMART goals. Two, write them down. Three, periodically check in. Four, give yourself grace when goals aren't met. And five, treat yourself. You deserve it for your hard work. And there you have it, folks, the goal setting guide for the girlies. I hope this was helpful to get you started on setting goals for yourself leading into the new year. Maybe you can try the 12 goals list method or use aspects of that to incorporate into your goal setting system. Whatever you do, thank you for listening. I appreciate you guys tuning in to Mind Body Budget, and I'll be here next week to give you realistic tips on your personal growth journey. See you guys later.